Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. Grace to you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Dr. John Diamond. This is the show, America Unhinged, where we are fervently patriotic and unapologetically Christian. Um, if you are watching us live, it is 9 a.m. on Brighton TV, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we kick our day off. Um, and then we're also shown on a few other uh, Freedom First Network and Conservative Television of America um, actually cover our shows a little bit later in the day. So uh, big time for alternate media. Um, if you're not subscribed to alternate media, especially many of the hosts on this show, please do so. Uh, there are so many different narratives coming out in the world right now over everything, including Israel. And uh, we, we have to be able to get, get the other side of the story or at least consider the other side of the story because what you're being fed, um, I don't believe, is the is the real deal. So um, we're going to have a great show for you today. I was just at an event over the weekend, a Patriot rally with uh, Coach Dave and Resistance Chicks, and we're going to have our good friends Resistance Chicks on with us today. So we'll be right back after this break. If you don't want to eat GMOs and pesticides in your storable food, choose organic, lab-tested, storable food solutions from the Health Ranger store. We are the only emergency food manufacturer in the world that subjects each of our ingredients to rigorous laboratory testing that covers herbicides, heavy metals, aflatoxins, identity testing, and bacteria tests, including E. coli, salmonella, yeast, and mold. At healthrangerstore.com, you'll find certified organic, lab-tested, freeze-dried fruits, microalgae superfoods, protein powders, and supplements. 
We offer emergency first aid colloidal silver products made with Texas rainwater. And our Ranger buckets feature an impressive assortment of organic storable food items professionally vacuum sealed in heavy duty bags that are stacked in rugged buckets for long-term storage. Check out our preparedness foods, supplements, personal care, and emergency first aid products at healthrangersstore.com. Join us on October 25th, a Wednesday at brighteon.tv for the telethon event, which will be packed with interesting guests, hosts, shows, announcements, auctions, gifts, and so much more. So thank you for listening. Hope to see you there. October 25th, brighteon.tv. Take care. Mike Adams here with an operator, a a deployment leader on the Texas Southern border who's been using these satellite-based bivy sticks for very effective communications. And he's here just give us a few words about how these bivy sticks are operating, how it's helping he and his team members. And remember, these are available through the satellite phone store, sat123.com. It's satellite-based text messaging works when no cell towers work or aren't reachable. We use these to communicate uh, GPS cords to when we are seeing uh, drug runners or, or people carrying stuff. Uh, we've had, you know, bust up to 13,600 pounds worth of marijuana and fentanyl that that we have been on operations with in conjunction with uh, federal agents and uh, supporting them in their operations. So they are pro-America and uh, pro-humanitarian in uh, helping to keep our country and our community safe. Everybody, God bless America. Take care. Hey, this is Robert Scott Bell from the Robert Scott Bell Show. We love the uncensored truth that we get on Brideon.tv and on Brideon Radio. So tune in and be part of that truth. Hello. I'm- Welcome back to America Unhinged. This morning, we got our, our good friends, Resistance Chicks, um, on with us today. We just spent an entire weekend um, out there in Ohio, out in their, in their backyard. Um, great, great event. Coach Dave was there and, and many others. And, uh, man, I really enjoyed myself. There, there are times it was a first annual event, so you know how those things go. But it really turned out uh, quite well, made a lot of contacts and a lot of networking that went on there. So, ladies, welcome to the program. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's join M-I-D-I dot com. 
Good morning, John. Good morning, John. It's so good to see you. And you know, we were just, I, when I saw you in person, I was like, John, I don't think I've seen you since Plymouth, like in person. So that was always nice to connect face to face. I felt like Paul, like, oh, how I long to see you, you know, face to face. And there's all these letters that go back and forth. So um, it was really good to see you in person. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was the first time we'd actually, because we do this all the time. So yeah. uh, the first time I, you know, didn't see you since Plymouth. So that was, that was quite a while ago. A whole year. Wow. I know. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that's amazing. Well, we, man, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. I know you were on with Dr. Alan Keyes the other day. And when you guys got up and spoke and, um, and you were talking about what's going on in Israel, and you really just nailed something when you talked about, you know, about picking sides. And you're like, all I know is both sides need Jesus. And I was like, you know what? That is so good. That is so astute. Just, man, I thought about that the whole way home. And I'm like, here we are, you know, the Christian church oftentimes, oh, we're siding with Israel. And it's like, you know, these these groups that say we don't get involved in politics and we don't get in government. Now, all of a sudden, they're supporting, are all supporting else's Israel. No less, and, and, right? and you're absolutely right. They both need Jesus. None of, none of them know Jesus. I mean, isn't that where we need to be? You know, we actually just watched an interview with Mike Adams. and Everybody needs to watch this with Mike Adams and Brad Cummings. I watch it. Brad sent it to me. He's the he's the he's the dude who helped put together the the founders Bible with uh, David, David Barton. Barton. And I I didn't know other people had this message that the Lord was just downloading in my spirit. You know, John, we talked about doing the Revelation red pill and uh, on Wednesdays where we take people through the fact that we are not supposed to be sky is falling, the world is getting worse and worse. We need to be bringing the kingdom of God into the earth, and being positive in victorious that. Victorious eschatology. eschatology. We win because he won, right? So we dropped the ball as Christians, John, you know, a hundred years ago. We allowed so much into the church. And we can't go around saying that, oh my gosh, I'm being attacked by the enemy when you've opened the door into the house. And then you're, no, no, you you didn't, you put the guards off. We got, we, we allowed abortion and everybody's going sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And then, oh, what's happening to the nation? Well, I don't know. Maybe turn off ACDC and stop opening up uh, the portal to hell in your house to see what happens. Okay. But that in, in that vein, you still have this eschatology that started with, uh, John Darby, this was not the eschatology, you guys, of the, the of the early Christians. Early Christians were what what modern Christians would call replacement theology, because actually, when you read Galatians three, four, and five, you'll see that we are of the seed of Abraham. We're, we we are, get it. We get adopted are. in anybody. What is what did Paul say? He is a Jew who is what one inwardly. inwardly. Okay. And so this theology came about, these end times, they, they believed it was the end times. John Darby came up with this rapture theory that was brand new to the church, that there was this seven-year tribulation and a rapture. No one ever had a seven-year tribulation, by the way. And then they, they got this rapture, they stuck them out, we call them the Jesus vacuum. Okay, that's a new theology. Um, of course, many people always thought they were in the end times and things like that, but the rapture and seven-year uh, tribulation, that... That was that came about in the 1800s, and then it got solidified in the church by a man who uh, named C.I. Schofield, and he took all of this information that John Darby had put together, and and it's called dispensationalism, and that God works with different groups of people and different dispensations, and so the scriptures that Christians for two millennia have believed was was applied for, to us applied to them now. Not instead of the Jews, but with the promises. Does that make sense? Including everybody. 
when you begin to read the, the promises of Isaiah, the promises uh, even in Ezekiel and all the prophets, um, even when uh, in Acts chapter two, two, when Peter comes, it says, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that which was spoken. This is a prophetic fulfillment of the prophet Joel, that in the last days, your sons and daughters would prophesy. They would dream dreams. And I would pour out my spirit upon all, all flesh. flesh. Okay. So as we begin to look at what's happening in the state of Israel, I've had to unwind my own um, evangelical brainwashing. Yes. That no matter what this Israel, and this is a big brainwashing. This is, this is a big, this is a red pill. Trigger moment. If everybody just, I want you to just for one second, if you can just turn off your trigger dar. Okay. Just dial it way down for what Leah's about to say, because the hair on your back of your neck is about to stand up. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say this when it comes to Israel, we have to recognize that even through Brad Cummings actually helped red pill me even more and kind of I'm taking my own red pills on this. I am. I grew up in the church that that we we stand with Israel. No matter what they do, they're God's chosen people. The Jews are God's chosen people. And then when this this war broke out, I heard that I heard the spirit of God kind of in the back of my head say, "Tell the Muslims they're my chosen people too." There's your trigger warning. Tell the Muslims they're chosen too. Tell everybody they're chosen, John. The Hindus, the Muslims, the, everybody's chosen. God's not a racist. There is no extra special chosen people anymore. I said what I said. We all have a chosenness. Even, what does Paul say? You're a chosen people. You're a royal pre pre uh, priesthood. You are people of all God's own possession. I don't think there's anything more than a royal priesthood. Okay, and there's not two. What did what everything in the New Testament is? He says, "I'm grafting you in." Do you, if anybody knows anything about grafting in, John, you have a tree, you're grafted in, and now you're part of that tree. And so it's not that we replace Israel; we join Israel. We join the promises. We're not taking theirs; we're joining in theirs. We're adopted in. If any any of you know anything about Roman adoption, that's it. You're a son. That's it. But they can only come to God through Jesus. But they can only come to God through Jesus. But so Brad Cummins was making some really big, hard-headed points that there's something in this this book we call the Bible that when you when when you do what God calls you to do, He blesses you. When you do not do what God calls you to do, He does it. And and John, you know, and maybe you can jump in on this now that throughout history in American history, when things were going wrong, they didn't necessarily blame. The people that were attacking them, even though they knew, like with with the with the king King George and everything, they they made their list of um, complaints, but they went to God and they appealed to heaven, and so that's what Israel needs to do. So they need to look and go, "Wow, we're under attack. Where are we missing? Do we it? have any open doors? I mean, Tel Aviv is one of the biggest LGBT uh, cities in the world. It looks right. like Los Angeles, right?" Right. And that's the thing that I started meditating on as I was driving back from that conference. I don't ever turn my radio on. I mean, ever. And, and I'm just driving and thinking and praying. And, and I started to really think just about three different words. The word Hebrew, right? Because that's what they were called, the Hebrews, back, you know, in the day of Pharaoh. Um, and then you're thinking kind of the genealogical line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then the word Jew, I'm like, wait a minute, where did the word Jew come from? The word Jew is not even used until 1 Kings 12. So, I mean, we're, we're quite a ways into Israel's history before the word Jew 
is even used. And then Israelite, and I'm thinking Israelite, I'm like, well, an Israelite is just somebody who lives in Israel. So if I moved, you know, if I moved to Israel and became a citizen of Israel, I would be an Israelite. Yeah, but I'm not true. a Hebrew. I'm not descended of, of one of the 12 tribes, right? I'm not, I'm a Christian. I'm not a Jew. In other words, I don't follow their <laughs> Judaism and their religion. So it seems like all three of these terms have almost come synonymous and conflated when they really are not. I mean, you could have a Chinese guy move to Israel, you know, and convert to Judaism, but he doesn't come from the tribe of Judah. He doesn't exactly. come through that, through that line. And I think that's what happened. And coach brought up a good point that, you know, a lot of people have converted to Judaism that don't actually have any type of ancestry that goes back to the Hebrews. And he says, look at Netanyahu. He's like a European, <laughs> he's like a white European. So if a white European moves to Israel and converts to Judaism, are they part of that genealogical line? So man, my, my wheels were turning the whole way home on all of you guys, you know, speeches. You know, and it just goes down to, it comes down to this. Do we want peace in the Israelis in, in the Middle East, John? It's like my whole life, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. These, the, the, the Hamas is demonically possessed to go over and to shoot guns. Rape and kidnap into, and um, kill. potties That's insane. Like, yeah. that's insane world, right? It's just demonic. But then there are, and this is, this is unconfirmed, but the question is, how did they get in? There's six hours of attacks. How did this happen? Did they possibly? We do know that for a fact that Hamas uses civilians. They hide behind civilians, much like the Viet Cong. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. And then they like, and then they post the children up and, and, and they do it on purpose because they feel like martyrdom, even for children, gets you closer to heaven. All right. So the last. One thing I can't stand, John, are people who, and, and this is, it's so repulsive, who put an innocent person in a situation to be hurt, and then they take a picture, and they put it around the world and says, look what my enemy did, okay? And so for, for Israel, they need, a, they, they truly have been waiting for a moment when they could eradicate uh, Hamas, and they the rest of the world is kind of taking a step back and they're wondering, this is a legitimate question. How did you not know? They've been planning this for two years and supposedly the Israeli, Israeli intelligence is some of the top in the entire world. And they didn't know about a plan that's been happening, that's been in the works for and two years. And the, the Egyptian president called Netanyahu and said something's up. service said something was up. I said that in my church on Sunday, not last Sunday, because I was with you, but the Sunday before, right after it happened, I'm like, they've got the most specialized, you, you know, intelligence organization in the entire world, probably even better than ours. 
How in the world did they park 50,000 50, rockets on, on their front step and then attack for six hours and nobody knew what was coming? I, I really, really find that hard to believe. It is hard to believe. So are both? could it be that both sides are using innocence? And in that respect, John, that we cannot just stand with that. That is one of those things where we have to say, hey, you need to turn to God. And most importantly, you need to turn to Jesus. And so when we're talking, John, what you kind of brought up at the start was, and this is what I want to get to the heart on, on, on this with people. Guys, I don't stand with Israel. I don't stand with Palestine. I stand on the side of the kingdom of God asking these people to come in. And so yeah. when you're praying for Israel, heaven forbid, and God help you, if you are not praying for the, the salvation for the people of Palestine, as much as you're praying for the salvation of the Jews, and heaven help you if you're not praying for the salvation of either. This is not asking God for peace in Israel. The, that blanket statement is not enough. And I'm calling you as your sister in Christ to rise up, guys. It's not enough just for you to, oh God, please bring peace in the Middle East. No, please bring the Prince of Peace to the Middle East. Have yeah. the, a, God, please bring a revival radical salvation on both sides and we get out of this the jews are god's chosen people they are not anymore you are we are they are they are as a whole they are part of it just like we are but they're not god's specific special chosen people and you have to understand we've been brainwashed by the evangelical church for the past i don't even know how many decades well since they were the creation of israel by the way um so really we're, we're looking at 80 years almost Guys, this is not normal because what it does is it says, you know what? They can get to God on their own and we'll get to God through Jesus. And that's not how it works. There's only one way to the father and that's through his son, Jesus Christ. And if you are not spreading that mission and that gospel to Israel and Palestine, you're not doing God's work. Yeah. And I think the, the, the determination I came down to on that when you were like, they both need Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, Galatians 3.28 says this, there's neither Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, you are all one in Christ Jesus. Yes. So, I mean, the, co the, the covenant and the promise, the only way you're right with God, the only way you're an adopted child is if you know Jesus Christ. And I started thinking yeah. about how, like Ukraine, you know, they're like, oh, Russia bad, Ukraine good. And I'm like, you, Ukraine is a stinking cesspool of money laundering, tr you know, sex laundering. Exactly. I mean, drugs, bioweapons lab. Couldn't this be that we just got two bad people, <laughs> two bad groups over there? And, and I'm like, who am I siding with? Am I siding with Russia? I'm not, they all need Jesus, right? Yeah. Am I siding with the bl Bloods or the Crips? They all right. need Jesus. Come on, John. You know, um, am I siding with Israel or Palestine? They all need Jesus. <laughs> I mean, they do not know Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's really where we have to be. And I don't think that we see what you said, you know, about Tel Aviv, you know, being such a homosexual hangout. The Jews are not, they are as liberal as the day is long. I mean, they are not anywhere close to walking anything. I always hear the phrase, Secular Jew. That's like saying secular a Christian. You can't atheist be a Jew. Have you heard the term atheist Jew? No. There's a lot of atheists. They don't believe in God. Yeah. They're Israeli of Jewish descent and they don't believe in God. 
And that's what I mean. And that's when I started thinking about that. I'm like, what's the difference between a descendant, a child, a Hebrew, somebody that came through the 12 tribes, somebody that just moved there and they're a citizen of a state and they're being called a Jew, just, you know, and they don't even practice. So they're not practicing a religion. They're not a descendant of the Hebrews. You know, they're just living in a state and automatically they get assigned. They're in sin, John. Right. Right. Full stop. They're in you know, sin. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if I want to read this scripture because I know <laughs> I know where we go with the end time stuff and anything. But uh, Revelation 11.8 says this, talks about the two witnesses. Their bodies will lie in the public square in the great city, which is Jerusalem, which is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, where the Lord was crucified. That's the way God sees Jerusalem, Sodom and Egypt. That's what he's calling them. I know my, my, my pastor or my uh, mentor, said he was flying into Jerusalem, and this was 30, 40 years ago, and he said, I'm finally in your city, and the Lord reminded him of this scripture. Right now, spiritually, they're Sodom in Egypt. They're not, (laughs) I mean, and so, I mean, think about that for a minute. You know, I think that history kind of replays itself over and over again, too. So it can be true as in when we were talking about 8070, when uh, Josephus records that um, men were dressing up as women, Right. Uh, and there were transgenders inside of Jerusalem. Yep. Josephus records that uh, during the Jewish wars that uh, there was cannibalism, that there was murders inside of the temple. Okay, that there was uh, the amount of perversion uh, that Josephus records in uh, th- during that time in Jerusalem is 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 beyond the pale. You all should read <laughs> Josephus. Okay, read Josephus. This is what we'll show you what happened in AD 70. He's the, he's the, he's the consummate historian just writing down the facts of what happened uh, during during the, the fall of Jerusalem. And so you, you, you made a really good point. So when you read Revelation, it says that, you know, the, the whore Babylon wrote, you know, wrote upon the, the dragon. And everybody thinks that that's the United States today. It actually was what happened is what's happening right now. Jerusalem then whored itself out. To mm-hmm. Rome, what did what did the people say when Jesus was being crucified? Behold your king. And what did we they have say? No king but we Caesar. Have Caesar, that's right. We have no king but Caesar. Wait, that's that's whoredom. That's whoredom. Wait a minute, you have no king but God. So Jerusalem had turned his back. The leaders had turned their back. You know, at that time, uh, right, right when Jesus, you know, during the Jesus time, the first century, Rome picked the the leadership. Rome picked the high priests. The, the, the incestuous relationship between Rome and the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees, this was, they were all on the take, okay? Yeah. They had this incestuous relationship and God, this, God sent his son, the Messiah that was prophesied, that they were waiting for. And what did Jesus say? You know, you know who I am. And they crucified the son of God anyways. And then what did Jesus say in Matthew 24? He said, in this generation, not one stone will be laid upon another And that temple will be destroyed because Jesus himself, this is what I I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. No man could destroy the temple. God had destroyed the temple. John, think about it. That was the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant. Remember, if anybody were to go into that, that, that the Holy of Holies, they would die. That God had abandoned the temple. God abandoned it. He wasn't in that temple anymore, John. He's in us now. Right. How cool is that? 
We are now the, and we got to walk in that. We're the living temple. We get to the Holy of Holies, John, is in us now. So don't tell me that I'm not special, just like uh, like some sort of heritage that God had. That God saved the, the Jewish people, the Israelites, the Hebrews, as a type and a shadow. And then he said what? I have others who are not of this fold. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring them into this fold. And I actually have a scripture because I'm not making this stuff up. And this is uh, Galatians chapter 4. Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from the slave, although he is owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. So we also, while we were in children, we were held in bondage under the elemental things of the world. He's saying that the Jewish people were were not walking in their fullness. They were held by the law. Okay, they were just children. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit, the spirit of his son, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. However, at that time, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those which by nature are not gods. And he's talking about the Gentiles. But now that you have come to know God, or rather be known by God, that's my favorite, how is it that you turn back to the weak and worthless elemental things to which you desire to be enslaved over and over again? You observe days and months and seasons and years, and I fear for you that perhaps I have labored over you in vain. Um I beg of you, brethren, become as I am, for I also become as you are. You have done me wrong. And he and he goes on to talk about the son, the bondwoman and the slave. And I know we got to go to a break, but recognize that we have now been received as sons, and there's not a different theological bent for us as Gentiles than for born Jews. No, you're absolutely right. I'm just sitting there thinking and reading back in John, uh, and, and we'll come back and look talk about this after the break. Um, you know, Abraham is our father. He says, if Abraham, your father, you wouldn't be trying to kill me. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, there's just so many uh, scriptures just popping into my mind as you're reading and we're thinking of this and we're trying to, okay, are they God's people? I mean, what would the argument being said in Jesus's day? Cause they're like, Hey, we're God's chosen people. And Jesus is like, you wouldn't be trying to kill me if you were God's chosen people. So great stuff. Great stuff. Let's pick up on that right after this break. We'll be back. Join us on October 25th, a Wednesday at Brighton.tv for the Telethon event, which will be packed with interesting guests, hosts, shows, announcements, auctions, gifts, and so much more. So thank you for listening. Hope to see you there. October 25th, Brighton.tv. Take care. SAT123.com. They have put together a really incredible package, emergency backup communication systems, power systems. We've got sat phones, we've got uh, solar panels and also the big 400 watt solar panel behind us there. And why does this matter? Because of course, right now we are dealing with massive risk of blackouts and the power grid is just failing, you know, intermittently, but it's going to get worse because we've also got energy shortages. Think about the lack of coal power, the diesel problems that are happening right now. If you're in the military or the National Guard or Border Patrol, 
or law enforcement and you need to be able to function even when the power grid goes down, or maybe you're a first responder, rescue team, firefighter, paramedic, you name it, you need to know about this equipment. So SAT123.com, folks. Your own government has the power to activate a kill switch on all telecommunications, instantly shutting down all private phone calls and texts. An EMP weapon or solar flare can achieve the same result. Rolling blackouts or permanent power outages will also take out the power supply to cell tower antennas, rendering mobile devices all but useless. During these emergencies, how do you stay in touch with the important people in your life anywhere on the planet? The answer is the Bivy Stick at sat123.com. The Bivy Stick is a two-way satellite text messaging device that uses a satellite constellation, not cell towers, to send and receive text messages. It works anywhere on planet Earth, including in war zones or blackout areas. In unpredictable times, the Bivy Stick helps you stay connected when it matters most. Visit sat123.com to get one while they're still available. If you don't want to eat GMOs and pesticides in your storable food, choose organic, lab-tested storable food solutions from the Health Ranger store. We are the only emergency food manufacturer in the world that subjects each of our ingredients to rigorous laboratory testing that covers herbicides, heavy metals, aflatoxins, identity testing, and bacteria tests, including E. coli, salmonella, yeast, and mold. At healthrangerstore.com, you'll find certified organic, lab-tested, freeze-dried fruits, microalgae superfoods, protein powders, and supplements. We offer emergency first aid colloidal silver products made with Texas rainwater, and our Ranger buckets feature an impressive assortment of organic storable food items professionally vacuum sealed in heavy-duty bags that are stacked in rugged buckets for long-term storage. Check out our preparedness foods, supplements, personal care, and emergency first aid products at healthrangerstore.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mike. Gun hinge had always have great conversations on, on our break, and I'm just I'm looking at uh, uh John 8, um, where Jesus now remember Jesus was a Jew, <laughs> he's arguing with Jews, you know, and, and they're talking about Abraham is our father. And he said, If if you were Abraham's children, you'd do the works of Abraham, and now you seek to kill me. Um, and, and then they just kept going on with that same that same dialogue, so you know. You, you look in the in the in the Word of God that talks about there are those who say they're Jews and they're not. Twice in the Book of Revelation, uh, the churches talk about they're a synagogue of Satan. You know, so you know just because people assign themselves a title doesn't mean they are who they say they are. 
And I think Jesus made that very clear. If you were if you were the child of if you were a descendant of Abraham, you'd be doing what Abraham did, and you wouldn't be trying to kill me. And then he keeps going to say, "You're doing the deeds of your father." And they said, "We're not born of fornication." And he said, "If you're a, you know you proceeded, I proceeded from God. You don't listen to me." I mean, and then they said Jesus had a demon. I'm just getting to that verse right now. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, you know, what the Jews or the children of Israel were saying about Christ, who was also a Jew. Right, and you were uh, kind of bringing up this bombing of this hospital um, that is, you know, we guys, number one, never take the first line out. Okay, there's a hospital that was bombed, and go ahead, and John, and talk about talk about the the hospital being bombed there in Gaza. Yeah, like I said, I get I get a lot of alternative news, you know, through the back channels, and when it, when that happened, when when the war started, I got got an email, and and there was a journalist who who is now uh, who used to be in the Israeli Defense Force, and she said, I find it very hard to believe that they didn't know this was coming. So that was the very first inkling that I had. But now I got an email here, and I was just reading it this morning. I'm just going to read part of it to you because you're not hearing this in the news. It's widely reported today that an airstrike bombed a Christian, Christian, you don't hear that, a Christian hospital in Gaza. It wasn't a Muslim hospital. It was a Christian hospital killing more than 500 people. Uh, the incident shows an important truth about the population of Gaza that is seldom reported in the U.S. media. The Muslims are not the only residents in Gaza and that there's a strong Christian presence there as well. Chuck Baldwin, one of many pastors from the U.S. who had visited Israel and Palestine to hold church services, and in his latest newsletter he wrote, I've been to Israel and Palestine. I preached in two churches there, one in Bethlehem and one in Jerusalem. Over 95% of the Christians in attendance were Palestinians. They were not Israelis. And he said, I got to tell you, the Palestinian people I met are among the sweetest, kindest, most humble, gentle, and Christ-like people I've ever met anywhere. And he says, and then he goes on to say that that hospital is actually run by an Anglican Episcopalian church in Jerusalem. So, I mean, why, why will they not just say that? If that's just a fact and that's a truth, why is it being slanted so one-sided? And if I understand right, I think it is actually a crime in Israel to try to convert a person to Christ. It is. So, I mean, what? <laughs> how are you going to stand with somebody whose nation has put laws in place saying you can't evangelize? They wanted to, two years ago, make it a crime to say the name Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, like I said, it's just crazy how brainwashed the church is. And it, it isn't until you start to get some of these other scriptures and some of these other reports that you start to go, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> Both sides need Jesus. Why am I siding? Why am I siding with one over the other? Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? Hamas is a death cult. Okay, on the one hand, where you have the right. uh, over half the population's under eighteen. They um, they have a martyr's uh, reward where if you mar if you go in and and you suicide bomb or or you you die in this conflict then your parents get paid, your family gets paid, you get you get paraded around the street, okay? Um, and at the same time, you've got Israel over here who is saying, you know, we pretty much have all the weapons and we, we control everything and we don't want your, we Christians, we want your money, but we don't want your Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that that is a powerful statement right there. We want your money. Come over here, and we'll we'll give you tours of you know all this stuff that you believe that we don't believe, but we'll take your money, you know, and we'll have your exactly. all these other things. So I mean, it, it it really is. And then so then you start to wonder. I, I know you were talking about it. And I want you to talk on it because I love what what you say about the end times. But you know, if they're right and this is all happening, Jerusalem's just about destroyed. <laughs> Destroyed, you know, right? this is what I want to talk about, guys. This is the schizophrenia yeah. of the modern church trying to apply end times prophecy to yeah. this specific situation. If it was any other nation, perhaps we could we could deal. But the fact that you're talking specifically about Jerusalem and you're trying to put Israel into these modern end times, or not, excuse me, the modern end times interpretation of scripture in scripture, mm -hmm. when all of this stuff that you're saying, wow, look around, it's really happening, happens, it is Israel and Jerusalem that are the bad guys, the ones that are getting cut off, the ones that are getting destroyed, the ones that God is spewing out of his mouth. So on the one hand, we're saying, stand with Israel, stand with Israel. And on the other hand, we're saying, no, this is the fulfillment of end times prophecy. Well, if that is the case, and this is what people don't understand that's happening right now, is looking at modern end times theory will have a third temple rebuilt sacrifices will then have to be um reinitiated okay then two-thirds of the jews die because it's god destroys them because he's spewing them out of his mouth and because he is essentially breaking his covenant that he has with them which is what happened in ad 70 but if it hasn't happened in ad 70 and that really was never the case then what we're looking at right now is god is destroying israel he's breaking his covenant he's ending an age with him all this happened in 70 ad by the way but you're saying that's going to happen right now and and, and two-thirds of the jews die guys this is schizophrenic so eschatology. Let, let me give you the scripture for that. It's Zach, This is what the end timers use. Zechariah 13, 8 through 9. In the whole land, declares the Lord, two thirds will be struck down and perished. Yet one third will be left in it. This third I will put into the fire. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. And I will say they are my, you, they are my people and they will say the Lord is our God. Well, guess what, guys? He's already refined uh, those Jews through the fire. And if you look at it, how many Jews of the day, remember all, all the first disciples were all Jewish. The, all the, the first, um, the, the, what did they, they call them? It wasn't a, a high It wasn't priest. until Cornelius that we got the Gentiles in. They had a, they, the leader, what, what did they call, what did they call the, the leader of the Christians at the time? I forget. Um, you know, they had, they always had a, they, the Christians always had a, had a leader. And that was always Jewish, a Jewish guy for first two or three hundred years of the church. And so we, we had to recognize that God already cut off, okay, those who aren't going to serve him. And now, this is good news. When you're, t God, and the, the discoveries that we found, there's no great tribulation because the great tribulation was for the Jewish people when God was doing the great separation, okay, between the wheat and the chaff. And he brought them through the fire. Okay. The temple is destroyed. The sacrifices have ceased. The presence of God will no longer ever be in a building. He says, I, I'm not ever going to dwell in a building again. I dwell in the hearts of, of mankind. Okay. So God himself is never going to build a third temple. So why would he destroy it? Okay. He had to destroy it because he had to let the Jews know, stop going to that temple.
And it was the end of that covenant that he wrote and he wrote a new covenant. And it literally, we are living in the eternal kingdom age. There is no age to come. So you can't use prophecies that were fulfilled for right now because we're not going to, we're not ending another age. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this, because this is what I'm kind of just thinking about now. Just let's, let's just think about this geopolitically then. We know our country has been hijacked, right? We know our media has been hijacked, our schools have been hijacked, our country's been hijacked. Why do people think that Israel has not been hijacked and their government and their media and everything else? I mean, that's a nation that basically forced almost every one of their citizens to get vaccinated. How do we know that they haven't been you know, hijacked by the deep state and the globalists? They That's have. really good. Uh, David Icke, he's kind of a funny guy, but he says it about both sides. He's like, they're both. They're both right. hijacked. I mean, look who's supporting Palestinians. Rashida Tlaib, AOC, all the crazy lefties, okay? But then, guys, there's crazy righties, too. The neocons, the warmongers. Right. Uh, those who get uh, tons of money off of uh, Lockheed Martin and BlackRock. And these guys are making so much money. Who, who has made... You guys want to know who went from pauper to king? Nikki Haley. Why? She sits on the board of uh, weapons manufacturers. Yeah. She and, and then she wants war around the world because it's lining her pocket. These people are absolutely sick. Nikki Haley is a sick person. These people are N- N- Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, all these guys. John, think about it. We like to sell Bridium products, okay, because they're good for your health. And yes, so we get a tiny little kickback, okay? Nikki Haley and Lindsey Graham get t- kickbacks <laughs> when they sell weapons, and weapons are used to kill people. There's a huge difference. Yeah, I was thinking, I was talking to somebody the other day about that. I think out at the event, it's like, that was the whole premise of the first Iron Man movie, is Tony Stark found out that they were playing both sides. They were selling weapons to both sides, and they were just starting all these wars and instigating the wars. And that's one thing we talk about here at John Burt Society is Eisenhower warned about the, the military-industrial complex. I mean, before World War II, there was no military business, right? There was, mm-hmm. you, we just converted our car plants to tanks and Jeeps and, you know, everything just converted. In Columbus, where I lived, we had a train place that just built trains. They went into full war-making capability. Ever since World War II, we don't have that no more. We got specific businesses whose job is to create guns, tanks, weapons, planes, and they can't make, turn a profit unless there's a war, which will explain why we've been at war since World War II. The, yes, the military-industrial complex. And let's also talk about this $6 billion that went to Iran. So we so now you can literally make the direct correlation to the fact that the United States is funding what is happening in Israel, and yet we're supposed to stand with Israel and help Israel on that side. We are on both sides. We have always been on both sides. And I want to tell you guys something. I want to let you in on a little secret. You know, you don't have to pick a side in this. This is not like coming down between voting for Biden and voting for President Trump. You kind of almost have to pick a side at that point. With this conflict, you don't have to pick a side. That's why we're saying pick Jesus's side. So people are looking at the AOCs and the Rashida Talibs and they're going, well, that's not my side. So I must be on this other side. You can watch the Super Bowl and not vote for either team. 
Okay. Like seriously, that's where we're at. We have to pull ourselves out from this situation from an outside bird's eye view. And it goes back to exactly what you started out the program by saying is that they both need Jesus and neither of them guys, let me tell you this, neither of them are on God's side. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's perfect, and that's exactly what needs to be said. So we we need to get it. We need to get out from this kind of brainwashing to think that that God's sitting up in heaven picking a side. I mean, if what what uh, we just read here about the you know ninety five percent of the people that attacked or that attended Chuck Baldwin services were Palestinians and they were Christians, whose side's God on? Is he on the side of Christians or is he on the side of Israel when Israel rejected and killed him? <laughs> him, exactly. another Jew. So exactly. they want to spin yeah. this stuff as it's almost anti-Semitic if you even say anything negative about Israel or the Jews, when it absolutely is not. It, I mean, Christians should know that more than anybody. You had a Jew who killed a Jew. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the rest of us. You had a, kill, a Jew that killed another Jew because you had the children of God. And this is what it comes down to, ladies, the children yeah. of God and the children of the devil. You are of one of two genealogical lines. You're either a child of God or you're a child of, of, of the devil. That's what the Bible says very, very clearly over and yeah. over again. It's what Jesus taught over and over again. Over in 1 John, it says, here is how you can tell the difference between the two. I mean, and we don't teach that in the church today, that there are two lines that started in the garden, right? So your seed yeah. will, will attack his seed and you'll have en enmity. And that's what we see. And the thing that we have is the children of the devil always seek to kill the children of God from Cain and Abel <laughs> all the way up to where present day. And you, yeah. there, there goes back to the scripture because when Jesus talks to the Sadducees and the Pharisees and he looks them right in the eye, John, and Jesus is not a liar. Okay, if I said something to your face, I'm talking to you, John. I'm not talking to people 2,000 years down the line. And he says, all of this blood from righteous Abel right. to Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you slew in the temple, will come on your heads in this generation. And it did. Yes. Okay, so you want to go back from Abel to, and, and, and Cain and all of this. Literally, what he was saying is the sons of Satan who have, who have harmed the sons of God the whole time, all of that judgment, all of it is coming on you. That never has to happen again. Go ahead, Leah. No, and you're right, because the Jews of today never crucified Jesus. The greatest sin in the entire world was to know the promises of God, look the Son of God in the eye, and then kill him. Yeah. And then go and persecute all of his disciples. Right. He says, he calls them the synagogue of Satan. I mean, re when you read the book of Revelation, John is talking to a, a, a slew of Christians who are being immensely persecuted by the Jews. Okay? And then they're being framed by Rome. I mean, the Christians are really really having it okay so revelation is book as an written as revelation is a book written to encourage the christians of that time who are being dunked in wax by nero and lit on fire as that's what a roman candle is that's what a roman candle is uh and it said it, it church tradition says that john couldn't burn and that's why he was uh uh put on the isle of patmos because they couldn't kill couldn't kill the guy but you know when it comes to this this idea of uh, is it it's a replacement theology? What about the Jews? There's a scripture where Paul says all of Israel shall be saved. Now, some people take that to mean that, John, it doesn't matter if they ever accept Jesus, that all of Israel gets saved. And some believe that in the end of times, that what that means is that the Jews living of that time will all come to Jesus. 
Guys, that's not going to happen. You know, well, actually, when you read in Matthew 24, it says it, the, the problem is these scriptures don't fit together. All of Israel shall be saved. Well, read Matthew 24. Father shall persecute uh, son and son shall be against father. And those who persecute you will be of your own house. But if the kingdom of heaven and the new Jerusalem is all of Israel, then all of Israel shall be saved. And he has those. He has those. Here's the thing. It's kind of like. This is what I, I truly think that's happening right now. You know how the gospel went west. And mm -hmm. um, uh, I like Jonathan Kahn says there was a mass exorcism as the gospel went west and went into all these pagan lands and the, and their demon worship and everything like was, the Celtics. Was utterly obliterated. Well, even in looking in South America, they were the Aztecs were, you know, doing all kinds of satanic worship. They're, you know, cutting the hearts out of babies. And now you've got you we know, don't have that anymore. I know, right? Amazing. It's fantastic. That was just gradual evolution of the world. No, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so the Lord is being really laying on my heart in my own kind of red pills is that the gospel now needs to go east. And we need to call to those Muslims and be, and say you're God's chosen people. You're God's chosen people. I'm a chosen people. I'm a royal priesthood. You are too. And to call out those, not everybody's going to be saved, guys. But we have to preach the gospel to everybody and 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 say, hey, listen, if you hear his voice, mm -hmm. harden not your hearts. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He who hears my voice and opens the door, I will come and I will eat with him. And he's knocking on these doors. And God, this is big for me. Okay. I spent two or three, four years on my resistance channel talking about the religion that shall not be named, talking about horrible Islam is and how they hate Christians and all these different things. And I always said they need Jesus. But I never realized that Jesus wanted them. Mm -hmm. I was like, God is hitting me with my own like aha moments. Leah, tell them I love them. But God, they're the death cult. Tell them I love them. And this is, guys, I'm. This is hard for me as well. Okay, it's not. It's not something that that comes naturally. I wasn't born and raised this way. But if we are we we are really wanted. If we're serious, John, about peace in the Middle East, then the Palestinians and the Jews need to come out. And meet Jesus on the same level. Right. Nobody's right. more special than the other. And right. when you know Jesus, all are equal. Yeah, There's no for, more specialness being born a Jew. For whatever reason, we can't seem to separate like Hamas from the Palestinians, right? I mean, we just saw what Chuck Baldwin said. 95% of the people are Christians and in his church service. And then you got Hamas. That would be like that would be like some gang in America blowing something up, and then and then them good. carpet bombing the rest of America, talking about how yeah. bad we all are when we don't yeah. side with them. There's there's so many Palestinians that don't right. side with Hamas and don't side with that. They're Christians. They don't right, want right, fighting. Right. They don't want bloodshed. But then all of a sudden we turn around and you get all this collateral damage where innocents are being killed because you got a handful of, uh, you know, and now we want to wipe out an entire civilization is really yeah. is really what many of our politicians are even calling for. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
You're absolutely right. It is what our politicians are calling for. They're calling, and, and, and here's the thing that really gets my goat. You know, God does not like bloodshed. God does not like this war and destruction. And yet you've got people, and I don't, I hope you don't mind me calling out somebody on your show because I love this man, but uh, Greg Locke standing up and saying, we just need to blow Gaza and carpet bomb and blow them to bits. And I'm like, Greg, bring that back a second. Well, he said carpet bomb them and blow up the Temple Mount and then rebuild the third temple and usher Jesus come back. And I was like, my heart broke when I heard him say that. And I'm like, guys, this is getting too far. This is not God's heart. God God is not pleased with this war. No. And God is not on the side of just continuing to destroy. This is not Joshua time. No, I agree completely. And I'm, I'm, I'm reading the rest of that email that was sent and all these, you know, the DeSantis said we should, uh, you know, kill them all. We live in a, uh, I think it's Graham. We live in a religious war. Level them. Uh, yeah. Th- everybody finish them. And it's like, don't you understand that you're killing about 95% innocent people? Yes. <laughs> to try to root out, uh, you know, uh, to try to root out a handful of Islamic t- terrorists that are evil, that are wicked, you know. But I mean, uh, the, the scripture you were talking about, uh, the, the seven things that God hates, one is the, the, those who shed innocent blood. Come we are shedding God. innocent blood. Yes. So uh, to, I know the show's got to wrap up and boy, I feel like we just got started, but I want to leave you guys with the scripture because we're just not making this stuff up. Hebrews chapter 8, 7. For if the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion for the second. For finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will effect a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers. On the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant. Is Israel continuing in God's covenant? And I did not care for them, says the Lord, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. In those days, I will put my laws in their minds. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach everyone, uh, his fellow citizen and his brother saying, know the Lord for all will know me from the least to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their iniquities. And he has says, when he said a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we have to understand. That's what it all comes down to. There's no more Jew or Greek. There's no more <laughs> for your slave. There's none of this stuff. You you either know Jesus or you don't know Jesus. Those are the two lines. And if you've got two sides over there that don't know Jesus, <laughs> why are we taking the side of one side that doesn't know Jesus over the side of so- another side that doesn't know Jesus? Or maybe even know Jesus better than the other side. <laughs> it really sounds like what the reality of this uh, may be. So I don't know. Ladies, this is a great show. I wish it wasn't, I wish it wasn't over. Uh, we got so much to talk about. Uh, I do want people to know where they can find your show and your uh, end times teachings. So uh, resistancechicks.com, resistancechicks.com. Every Wednesday we go live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble. And we it's our Revelation Red Pill. And then we are live every Friday on brighteon.tv at 6 o'clock. Yeah, see, and, and this is what I've been saying when I when I teach Revelation. I'm like, when, you know, when Christ came the first time, even though they had all the prophecies, every single person got it wrong. So, what makes us think? What makes what makes us think that we've got it all right? If anything, I'm going to look at everything with skepticism and go, you know what? We probably have no idea what we're talking about. And if you don't at least take that type of humble attitude, you're just going to be brainwashed into go where where the crowd goes. So. Ladies, great seeing you this weekend. I love you guys. I appreciate you coming on and spending the hour with me. 
All right. God bless everybody else. We'll see you tomorrow. Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The wellness company's medical emergency kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. That's right, folks. 10% off peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe. Stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.